celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team is here. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. That gets you in touch with Wendy Diamond, animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and our doctor, Dr. Debbie is back from vacation and looking very refreshed, if I might add. Very tan. So it's not fair. No, it isn't fair. We all need a vacation in Hawaii. Stacy, what are you working on? Well, besides chocolate and raisins and onions being bad for dogs, pot brownies are bad oh. for dogs, too. Anything made with marijuana butter, not good for your pets. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. There's an underlying theme today. Uh-oh. What is it? About pot in your dogs is or it? cats or animals. Dr. Debbie is, she just stormed in here this morning, very upset what happened? about one of her patients, uh, one of the dogs that apparently ingested some pot. Oh, no. And people, usually, and people don't, they, they won't tell them. I know. That's the worst thing is not to tell. Your animal could be seriously harmed. So she'll be telling well, us that they, story. How do they get it? What do you mean, how do they get it? They get into your well, stash. Well, it's too expensive to be leaving it, you know, leaving your stash <laughs> laying around that your dogs could get, so. Well, I guess they don't pay attention to where they set it down okay well that's all on the way right here so if you're a pot smoker you'll be listening up to today's show but Go hemp smoke oil's a- really good for dogs by what the is way. hemp oil hemp, hemp oil. oil i did not know that it's good uh, for their coat too i was gonna say topically yeah. or do they ingest it i uh, know actually topically. put it in their food in their, food, their food so they do ingest it yeah. huh? wow we'll have to find out what dr debbie thinks about that hmm. coming up in just a couple of weeks less than two weeks Halloween. I see that Ladybug is, she's trying on, in fact, she's wearing her costume this morning. Isn't she a cute she little Ladybug horn. costume? Oh, I thought it was a devil. No, I look closely. It is a Ladybug. The, so the devil is that. Nike the cat. He's running around with his cape. I have to weeks. get my costumes yet this year. I, we haven't we haven't done that yet. Well, you go out and you buy yours, right? We, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Listen, my wife is not the domestic sewing type. Well, see, so, I just, yeah. I use the same costume every year. She just, she's a ladybug every year. And I'm thinking, Wendy, you probably employ some tailor, fashion designer or something. No, okay. Well, I, I'm going to admit, I'm going to admit, I'm going to admit. I'm very, you know, again, I feel really like kind of embarrassed to say this, but a friend of mine who's a, a fashion designer just sent me Knew a it. link to her. I know, I know. Here we go again. Oh, my God. Anyway, so a friend of mine, so a friend of mine who's a fashion designer who's actually, it's uh, she's very, very talented. And she has her new line out. It's coming out next week, actually for the wedding season at the Hilton in New York City. And she said, Wendy, go, here's my link. I named a dress after you. Because she always lets me borrow wow. stuff. You know, because, you know, a lot of times people don't realize, like, when you see celebrities on the runway or they're, like, taking photos, most of that stuff is, like, they wear it once and they return it. Yeah. They don't even have to yeah. pay for it. And, like, people don't really realize that. They don't spend that much money on clothes, nor do I, by the way, because, like, a lot of people, are, a lot of friends of mine are designers and stuff, and they give me stuff. So I'm actually going to, my dog is going to be Hope Diamond. Oh. So she's going to dress as a big diamond, and I'm going to be a gold digger, because I have this beautiful (laughs) dress that my friend... And my friend made for, well, not made for me, but she's selling in her line this year. Mm. And so she named it Wendy. So I thought, oh, my God, that's a perfect idea. It's this beautiful sequined, very, very sexy, very demure, like very beautiful dress. And I'm going to wear that, and I'm going to get a shovel that I'm going to paint as gold. And then I'm going to, and baby's going to be a diamond. Oh, how cute. Oh, I wonderful. love it. Well, most of us are buying our costumes this year, spending over $93 million on pet costumes. And about one, almost $2 billion. 
billion dollars on candy, which wow. always eventually sends some dogs or some cats to the hospital that's after Halloween. Yeah, that's a big that's a big day for the veterinarians. It right? is. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yes, it is. They get into the kids' bags. Now, what about something cheap, Joey? Can we just color our animals with uh, like Kool Aid or something? Well, yeah, we we can definitely use Kool Aid. You can use food coloring. Kool Aid actually works better than food coloring. But if you really want to get intense, go to the go to your local like beauty supply. Like I don't know if you got a Sally's um, nearby or something. Oh yeah, they're all over. Go get some manic panic um, colors. Manic or panic. Or go if you go to like a a, a um, party, not a party supply, a. Um, like a, I don't know what they call them out here. We like Michael's by us. And yes. It's a craft store. Yeah, yeah they're and all you can over. Get, you can get blow pens, and you'll find them in the kids' section. Ooh. And they're non-toxic, and the colors are super vibrant, and you can put them on. But i got to be honest with you, if you're putting them on a light-colored dog, like a white or, or uh-huh. cream beige type of dog, it may not come out right away. It will come out, but it's it, it won't come out immediately. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team's here. Dr. Debbie back from vacation. Answering your vet medical questions, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, animal communicator Joey Turner, and Wendy Diamond. All here in place for you as we celebrate our connection with your pets. Doc, will you be dressing up boss or any of the dogs for Halloween? You know it. I just haven't bought, got the costumes yet. You're going to go out and buy them? You're going to be one of those $93 million worth of costumes bought for pets? Yes. I have a I have the whole cabinet of every year's Halloween costumes for my dogs because I don't reuse them. So, um, you know, when kids come over, we play dress up and put my dogs in their costumes. Um, so every year we try to find an original look. What was he yeah. last year? Um, last year, Boss was a fireman. And I think <laughs> last year, Magnum was a cop. And Jade was a princess. What about you, Alan? You gonna dress the dog up? No, I do not torture my dog. Ugh, you're so boring, Alan. <laughs> Ladybug likes that. it. It's not torture. I do not torture the poor dog. Yeah, you think the dog likes it. Joy said she does. <laughs> they do. Boss enjoys it too. I'm telling you, he he just kind of looks proud, and you know he is used to going. We go on local TV and talk about like pet safety item or topics, and he just loves it. He he struts around, and everyone like oogles over well. him. Poodles are some of the smartest dogs, but look what people do to them. And when they walk past a mirror and look in that mirror and see what people have done to them, it makes them crazy, and that's why they act crazy. They're like, I'm a dog. Look what they've done to my hair. Look what they've done to my nails. What have they done to me? These people, what have they done to me? (laughs) Now, what about something cheap, Joey? Can we just color our animals with, uh, like, Kool-Aid or something? Well, yeah, we we can definitely use Kool-Aid. You can use food coloring. Kool-Aid actually works better than food coloring, but if you really want to get Get intense. Go to the go to your local like beauty supply. Like I don't know if you got a Sally's um, nearby or something. Oh yeah, they're all over. Go get some manic panic um, colors. Manic or go if you go to like a a a, um, party, not a party supply, a. um, like a, I don't know what they call them out here. We like Michael's by us, and yes. it's a craft store. Yeah, yeah they're and all you over. Can get, you can get blow pens, and you'll find them in the kids' section. Ooh. And they're non-toxic, and the colors are super vibrant, and you can put them on. But i got to be honest with you, if you're putting them on a light-colored dog, like a white or, or uh-huh. cream beige type of dog, it may not come out right away. It will come out, but it's it, it won't come out immediately. Um, neither would a manic panic. It'll, it will wash out eventually. Don't panic. It will come out, but, um, you know, just understand it's it's a little semi-permanent it's not permanent but semi i have definitely. to get some red for ladybug 
She's white with black spots. So if I make the white red, she'll be red with black spots. I go, true Actually, ladybug. Then you won't need the costume. Oh, I won't need so the cute. costume. Yeah. <gasps> There's an idea. Okay, so uh, you think I should do the blow pins or the Kool Aid? I'll let you decide on your. Well, isn't Kool Aid toxic? Okay. Kool Aid's because there's no sugar in it. It's um because you add your own sugar in it. So really, all it is is the cherry flavoring, and the color is all it is. So you, what you'll do is you'll dilute that down, almost like if you're coloring Easter eggs. You'll dilute it down, uh-huh. and then um you could just apply it to the coat. And the best way to do it is put it in a sprayer and just spray the area. Ooh, and wow. um, what yeah. I do is I'll actually the areas I don't want to use I. I Vaseline those areas a little bit outward, so I could just wipe it off. Let the Kool-Aid dry, and if you use a, a blow dryer, it comes out better. And let it dry in, and then you can actually, um, you know, rinse the dog off or wipe the dog. That's what you called. So don't put too much um, Vaseline um, because it'll, you know, make a mess just lightly. And then if a long-haired dog, you can just comb it, and you won't even see it. I learned so much from you. How cool! You're is a one that? hep cat, if I may say so. Joy, are you going to dress up your animals? <laughs> Oh, heavens no. I have two puppies that would just not accept that kind of thing, and my cats would automatically tell me not even to think about it. So you ask them ahead of time. We yeah. just do it, but I do, guess you ask them permission. Do our animals, uh, what do they generally say when we dress them up? What are they thinking? Well, actually, Ladybug loves it. <gasps> I knew it. Hope loves it. Oh, Baby Hope loves it. Okay. Baby Hope just thinks it's great. <laughs> so good for you guys. And, you know, interestingly, it's kind of about a 50-50 split is what I find with that. Animals just in general, some of them really like it. Some of them don't. I found one dog that the woman actually dressed him up as a devil. He hated that oh. costume. Oh. <laughs> Didn't want to be represented as the devil, I guess. Did not want to be the devil. He would have been anything else, but not that. One. <laughs> 866-405-8405. That is the number to connect with our dream team toll free. To my left, Dr. Debbie, back from vacation, thankfully. Yes. To my right, Joey Volani. And I'll tell you, it was pretty tough. Doc Halligan and Joey Volani. There was there was some there was something going on. Was it, am I just wrong? There <laughs> yeah, was something going on. I, you can cut it with a knife when they were in the room together. Animal communicator Joy Turner and Wendy Diamond all here. Don't forget, you can download the Animal Radio app and ask your questions if you don't want to call in at our toll-free number. The Animal Radio app for smartphone, either your iPhone or your Android. Uh, you can also listen to old shows on that, too, or new shows. Don't forget to visit us over at Facebook and Twitter at Animal Radio. Let's... Uh, Let's hit up line five, which has no attention today thus far. We have Jimmy on it. Hey, Jimmy, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, I'm a truck driver. I'm in Connecticut today. Okay, OTR. What are you hauling? Because I know Alan always uh, wants to ask that question. <laughs> I haul uh, engine parts. What was Big engine parts. Oh, engine parts. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're playing with aircraft engines. Well, what's going oh, on? Wow. You got uh, problems with your dog or cat or iguana? Uh, my, it's my mama's dog. Your mama? I got a pig in these, and uh, all he does is sit around and scratches, and uh, he don't have fleas, and he's been to the doctor, but nobody can tell him what to st- how to stop it. Okay. And wh- where does uh, where does the Pekingese leave? What live? What state? Uh, North Carolina. Okay, North nope. Carolina. 
So, you know, even if in that area we don't see fleas, I'm going to say we got to treat very aggressively for fleas. That's definitely one of the big things. Uh, from there, you know, the causes of itching in dogs, if we're not talking about parasites, we may be talking about allergies or infections. And, and the challenge is, um, depends on how eagerly your mom wants those answers. Now, some folks um, will come in to say, Doc, give it your best shot. What do you think it is? And I'll pull some things off the shelf and we'll try treating it. Now, with that approach, we may not get a lot of success for many cases because we're just kind of operating under some assumptions. So we can usually find the answers. It just, like I said, depends on how much work you want us to do. Um, so for some of the first things I'll do for an itching pet will be make sure I do a thorough flea treatment. And then that may be using something topical like Advantix 2 as well as an oral uh, flea product to help really make sure we kill all those fleas in their life cycles. From there, you know, we may try some things like um, antibiotics, anti-yeast medicines, and it's going to all depend on what's going on in that skin. So for me, I'm like really hands-on. I like to get samples from the pet skin. Sometimes there's smells. Sometimes there's stuff. There's crust or scales on the skin that can give us some clues as to what's causing that. Something as simple as doing a skin scraping or an impression smear is a test that we can do to figure that out with some more um, kind of science behind us. And then from there, there can be just some basic things we can do to relieve it like fatty acids, antihistamines. And if all of that stuff, if your mom's tried that kind of stuff and she's not seeing improvement, do we want to find the answer? Do we want to allergy test the pet? Is this possibly something that's going on for the pet? And if so, it's something we need to have kind of a one-on-one conversation about because not everyone's really motivated to, to go through those steps. It can be hundreds of dollars to do some of that type of testing and it can require more long-term medications. It's a very different approach we have for some clients who just want the, just the basic stock and then those other things where I want to get this sick fixed I want to find a solution and I don't care what it costs and what I have to do at home if it means I have to give my dog injections then I'll do it yeah if they could tell them, they could tell us a whole lot my job would be so easy but that's why we have to unfortunately resort to some tests and you know a little bit of trial and error in some cases Okay. Good luck with that, Jimmy. I know that's sometimes a battle. one 405 8405 to connect with our dream team. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet special. Specialty retailers.
Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today, clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40, with no special diets or exercise programs. You can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-685-0205. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-685-0205. That's 1-800-685-0205. Hi, this is Carrie Annie Nava from Dance with the Stars. Don't forget to stay and new to your animals, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by... Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. Vinnie Pan, your resident party animal. Welcome to the party animal segment. Uh, right now, I want to get right to it. Something I just kind of want to stop. No matter how hot the girl, no matter how enticing the scenario, the outfit she's wearing, no more baby talk to the dogs. Real turn off over my buddy's house. His sister is smoking hot. But when she came down the stairs in her tight little sweatpants with the word angel across the back, which uh, <laughs> not necessarily true if uh word on the street is accurate. When she went up and started kissing the dog, you know, I love seeing a dog lover, but when she started saying, Who's my little doggy? Who's my little doggy that loves you? Tell me you love me. Tell me you love me too. All right, well he's not going to. And when he barks, that doesn't mean he comprehends what you're doing. And the baby talk to the dogs has to stop. Mini pen, party animal animal radio. Welcome my friend. This is Animal Radio. Tell your friends. Write it on your unk. 1-866-405-8405. That is toll free to Wendy Diamond. Does she have a title? We don't have a title for her. We should really get a title for her. I know. She's got a last name Diamond. Isn't that enough? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Animal communicator Joey Turner, dog father Joey Villani, Alan Cable, dog trainer extraordinaire, and so glad to have back Dr. Debbie White answering your questions at 1-866-405-8405, toll free from anywhere in this great nation. Uh, Don't forget, you can also get through to us on the Animal Radio app for your smartphone, iPhone, Android, ask us your questions that way, or email us with your voice at animalradio.com as the email address. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we're going to be talking about pot and your dogs or cats or iguanas. You don't want to leave this stuff out. If you're a pot smoker, listen up. This is the fastest way to kill your animal. And especially, especially since they flavor it now and it's in so many different products, this is really a very big threat for our pets. Yeah. And this is, wow. And uh, you just saw an animal 
just this week that had pot poisoning. And sometimes the owners don't want to fess up as to what's going on. We'll find out more about that in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Also, Wendy Diamond on the front of the Huffington Post this week. We're going to find out what that's all about in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Let's take your calls. one 405 8405 Stacy working hard in the newsroom. What do you got going on? Apparently, elephants are the animals that never forget. But right. they have some competition now. Snails, after they're fed a lot of chocolate, they won't forget a thing. I'll tell you about it. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Ah, the healing powers of chocolate. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks away from Halloween and a few weeks away from the big election, I remind you, you can write in Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog if you just, uh, you know. She already has one vote. One vote. Yes. Let's uh, go to line four. We have Wayne on the phone. Hey, Wayne, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just fine, thank you. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Pomona, California. Pomona, lovely Los Angeles area. What's going on? Oh, not too much. It's beautiful out here. We got nice little low temperatures for my break for the first time this week. Oh, that's good. You gotta love that. Yes. Uh, I wanted to speak on my uh, white fox pit bull. You got a pit bull? Yes. What about it? Uh, she is fantastic. I, I got. Uh, her name is Platinum, and I purchased her right after the uh, death of my wife, and like, because uh, I knew I was going to be lonesome, and she lives in the house with me, and boy, I tell you, she must have been sent by God, because she is one fantastic friend, I'm telling you. Never wait and did her business in the house, always there with me, learned so fast, I can't believe it, you know, and like, uh, uh, she, she never touches any of my stuff and believe me i'm kind of junky but she'll walk around <laughs> my stuff i buy her little toys and stuff and she only plays with her toys uh, she's just outstanding she she goes outside you know when i first got her i, I put her on a, a 26 foot leash and like i would always walk out into the front yard because i don't have a fence and she learned to uh, stay within the perimeters and like uh she's two years old a little bit better than two now and like uh I can let her outside. She goes outside. She will not leave my yard. Uh, in the beginning, the uh, neighbors were a bit apprehensive, but they watched her grow up, too. This is a pit bull with no aggression. Don't want to do nothing but be loved. And like, uh, and they learned that she stays on, on, on my property, and kids, they play. They go up and down the streets on scooters and bikes, and she just looks at them. You know, and, and she's just, just one exceptional dog. See, I think uh, dogs are like kids. They learn what they live. And obviously, you've shown this dog shown a, a lot of love, a yeah. good life. And you've been patient with her and treated her well. And she does it. She's showing it in return. Just me and her, you know. And, like, uh, she follows me from room to room. Uh, when I'm in my very sad period, which I still have, uh, she seems to sense it and come up and lay her head in my lap. Aww. Just, hey, Wayne, what do you do for a living, buddy? Well, right now I'm retired, but uh, I uh, worked for probably 36 years uh, for the state of California in forensic mental health. And uh, wow. because of that, you know, I learned uh, behavior modification and, you know, and how to uh, get the best out of not only uh, humans, but animals and with uh, 
And Wayne, I'm not so I'm not surprised you said that. I'm not. Some people have a gift, and you probably do. You probably don't even realize it, but you might have a second career now. You might be able to help people with their dogs because you you probably have a really good gift that you're not even aware of. And, you know, I'm glad you called because pit bulls get a bad rap, like a lot of dogs do. A pit bull is just like any other dog. They can be kind, gentle, sweet, caring, great companions. And and it's great that you're showing people that. There was a story a couple weeks uh, ago uh, of, a ma- of a family whose pit bull took a bullet in the head for them and protected them from a burglar, and it got a little bit of press, and I was so happy to see that because when something bad happens, pit bulls get the worst rap yeah, instantly. That's for the sure. The media jumps all over it. But when something wonderful like that happens, you don't see it very often. And I just want folks to know there's no such thing as a bad breed. It's the owners who make the dogs crazy. <laughs> I, I, I definitely uh, go along with that. You know, if, if you try to bring out aggression or if you try to bring out any negatives in the animal, just like where I tried to bring out all the good, you can be successful, you know, but who wants a, a mean-spirited dog that nobody can, can deal with and, and that everyone's afraid of? I don't. Well, let me ask you a question, Wayne. When you walk around with your dog, what's your dog's name? Uh, it's platinum. Oh, platinum. Okay. When you walk around with platinum, do people freak out? Do they they think maybe they should be cautious at first? Do they cross the street I- immediately? And like uh, they say, can, can 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 I pet him? I say <laughs> she loves to be petted, you know. And like her her biggest drawback is is she's just so eager until <laughs> a lot of people uh, interpret that as aggression, but it's it's just her her eagerness to be loved, you know, and be petted and. and have her head scratched, and you know, it's just, and like I said, she doesn't growl, not even growl. It's really cool that a guy with a behavior modification career and background gets a dog like that because you you have talent, you have abilities that most people don't have, and that's important. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I have uh, three other pits that are those pressed canaries that are really really big pits, hundred and hundred and twenty five pounds a piece. Mm. I got two in the backyard, one on the side. And I got platinum in the house, and, like, I love all four of my dogs. Well, good. I'm glad to hear this story, Wayne. Thank you so much for calling today and telling us all the good things that pits do. I appreciate it. one 405 8405 This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pet Stay. The dog days are every day with Pet Stay. It's available exclusively from Imperial Palace and Rio Resorts in Las Vegas. Pet State provides the unique in-room amenities for your dog, including the food, the water dish, the sleeping mat, dog treats, and get this, a specialty room service menu for your dog. How cool is that? Details at Caesars.com slash PetStay Las Vegas. Joey and I are going to head out there tonight, in fact. We're going to check out Char. Who's Char? Is it Char? Is this like Char? <laughs> Cher's sister. Do you know who Char is? Do you know Isn't it like that funny? That what? She's like funny and she's from Mexico or something? Is no, that? no. Oh, I know who you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah, I know who you're thinking of, too. That's not her. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of Charo. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's who you're thinking of. This is Char Margolis. Is that it? Margolis. She, she is a, uh, a sidekick. That's all I know. She knows we're coming. So we'll be I out there she, tonight. She, she, she already knows. <laughs> she's been on a lot of great TV shows. Where's her lineup here? Oh, Dr. Oz, The Doctors, Extra, Ricky, Entertainment Tonight, Dr. Phil, of course, uh, you know, telling, prognosticating the future. Yes. That's what she's been doing. You can check her out tonight. Joey and I will be there. 75 bucks gets us in the door because Joey has, he knows people. We're going through the backstage door. Yeah. <laughs> Playing through November 17th. Bring your animals, bring your dogs, your iguana, your fish, whatever. 
and then uh, are you bringing your cat? Of course, I'm bringing my cat. I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't leave home without my cat. Thanks, Beth Stay, for sponsoring Animal Radio. Concierge desk. This is Amanda. Yes, I can recommend a great place for a walk. Flamingo, Bally's, and Harrah's Las Vegas are rolling out four-star treatment for our four-legged friends. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. The dog days are here. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash Vegas or call 800-427-7247. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40. With no special diets or exercise programs, you can try Amberin absolutely risk-free. And get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-685-0205. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-685-0205. That's 1-800-685-0205. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. This is an amazing story. This dog survived a 110-mile trip all underneath the hood of a Chevy Silverado with that hot Southern California sun beating down on it. The 25-pound dog is now doing very well. The Orange County Register said that 52-year-old Jamie Magna of Chino, California, had no idea there was even a dog hitching a ride in the engine compartment until he got out of his car and he stopped for lunch. He said he turned off the engine and he felt something moving in the truck. Well, he got out and he saw some fur sticking out from above the left front tire. The dog's been nicknamed Chevy and he's going to be put up for adoption if the owner isn't found. A Canadian study shows that chocolate could actually boost memory, but in snails. The study by the University of Calgary was published in the Journal of Experimental Biology and it showed that flavonoid found in chocolate, wine, and green tea enhances snails memory scientists made their discovery by injecting snails with a chocolate flavonoid and then submerging them in water typically when underwater snails extend a snorkel like breathing tube if the water's deeper than the tube the snail can only remember to keep the tube closed for three hours but who puts a, who even goes uh you know snorkeling with a snail <laughs> i don't know how they come up with these ideas uh, and why do we want snails to remember anything anyway Well, anyway, when the snails were injected with a chocolate component, they remembered to keep their snorkel shut for the whole day. 
A second session showed the snails had improved their memory and they kept their breathing tube closed for three days. Further tests also showed that the chocolate-exposed snails retained their memory longer than regular snails. However, researchers still do not know what the implications of these tests are for the human memory. So that was a successful study. They just fed the snails a bunch of chocolate and they remembered to keep their tubes open or shut or whatever. I don't know. What do we use snails for anyhow? I guess some people eat them, but... um what are their purpose? I guess they cl- they they eat bugs or something. I don't know. Hal, don't you know that? What what are what are snails for? Who better to find a lost dog than another dog? Not to mention lost kittens, turtles, and horses. There's a new um, a new company, Ann Willis. She's the founder and executive director of Dogs Finding Dogs. It's a Baltimore area nonprofit, and they use trained tracking teams to search for lost pets. Now, her group mostly works with. Um, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, Pennsylvania, and the District of Columbia, but it counsels uh, owners of lost pets on a national basis. And um, they say that uh, they have a 94% success rate. A scent can last three to four weeks, said Willis, depending on environmental factors, and her teams are pretty successful because they're aggressive and persistent. There's just a $175 suggested donation to cover uh, gas and expenses. Her website includes a list of useful tips for anybody who lost a pet. Go to dogsfindingdogs.com. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at scoopfree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. Scoop-Free is the litter box that cleans itself so you don't have to. Scoop-Free automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave Scoop-Free alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at scoopfree.com. If occasional digestive issues are making you feel twisted up, count on Digestive Advantage from Schiff. Its advanced probiotic survives to deliver good bacteria where you need it. For healthy digestion, take the Digestive Advantage 14-Day Challenge with a money-back guarantee. Go to DigestiveAdvantage.com for details. The probiotic that survives, that's the Digestive Advantage. Take the 14-Day Challenge at DigestiveAdvantage.com. Hey, honey. Hi, Dad. What's your drawing? It's our house. That's you. Oh. Me, Uh Mom, and Josh. Wow. Playing ball. You are becoming quite the artist. When you're a kid, you don't know that home ownership builds communities, that owning a home contributes to higher self-esteem and better test scores. You just know that home is where you play, grow, and learn. The National Association of Realtors wants you to know that home ownership matters to our families, our neighborhoods, and our country. Learn more at HouseLogic.com slash homeownership. Vetricin, a one-stop wound and skin care product that will not harm healthy tissue. Vetricin is great for hot spots, cuts, scratches, and even rashes. Vetricin is non-toxic and is safe for puppies and kittens. This safe, easy-to-apply product makes caring for your pet's wounds or irritations easy. Be sure to have some on hand at all times. Great for the dog park and traveling. Visit Vetricin's Facebook page to see how you can win free product. For more information, go to Vetricin.com. That's V-E-T-E-R-I-C-Y-N dot com. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Taking a drive with your pet can be so much fun. 
Unless it's a snake. A Florida man was taking a drive with his pet snake when the snake he had wrapped around his neck started attacking his face. Thirty-year-old Cortland Johnson drove his PT Cruiser into several roadwork barriers, causing about a thousand dollars in damages. An onlooker said Johnson had the snake in his hand at the time of the crash. Both he and his snake are okay. Johnson, who, when he's not driving around with a snake, works at Bennigan's, had small cuts on his body, face, and hand, and was charged with leaving the scene of a crash. And I worry about using my cell phone. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Radio. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we'll find out why it's not good to keep your pot stash out with your dog, okay? <laughs> I think we know. <laughs> and it's, it's actually not very funny. I shouldn't be laughing at it. Uh, Dr. Debbie had a case this week. We'll be talking about it. It's also in the news. We're also going to find out what the heck was Wendy Diamond doing on the front of the Huffington Post? Did you even know you were on the front of the Huffington Post this week? No, no, no. But there were a lot of photographers and video crews there. So I, you know, I always assume and, you know, it was, you know, of course, my dog was dressed up in an army outfit. So, you know, I'd assume that they probably got a kick out of that and that I'd be, you know, wow. in like a lot of the photos. I thought I was going to have to come bail you out of jail. I'll be real honest <laughs> with you. It was fun, actually, in the pouring rain. I got a kick out of it. All the details on the way in just a few minutes. I got a trailer on my desktop this week from a movie that's going to be coming out, another 3D movie in IMAX. Imagine that. You would probably get sick in these kind of movies. I don't you, do Judy? real well don't with do those, real well. unfortunately. I'm one of the rare people. That the can... topic of this movie is really cool. It's about the monarch butterflies. And where we live in central California, they gather once a year around uh, October, November. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of these monarch the butterflies. Trees. The movie, by the way, called Flight of the Butterflies. The scientific advisor for the movie, Dr. Chip Taylor, also the founder of Monarch Watch, is joining us. Well, well, nice to be with you. Now, you're a scientific advisor for a movie, so you tell them what is possible or the way the movie should go. What does that mean? <laughs> well, you know, I didn't, I didn't lay out the movie or anything of that sort. What, what I do is answer their questions, and they, they have lots of questions. And the questions extend from, uh, you know, how, how should they do the CGI, what it should look like, what do the butterflies really fly like, uh, to uh, just what should be in the script, how things should be worded, what do the antennae do, what, mm-hmm. what sort of text should we have about that, I mean, how the eyes work, and so on and so forth. Now, here's what I learned from the movie. The migration, I knew there was migration, I knew that happened, but right. I figured these butterflies, they fly up to where, where Toronto, and then they fly down to back down to Mexico or Florida or wherever, but it actually takes three generations to make it north, and then one generation down? How does that work? Well, actually, it's a little different from that. It, the butterflies overwinter in Mexico. They come out of Mexico in late February and early March. They arrive in Texas in the first week of March, and then in the following three weeks, they just really flood into Texas. They lay eggs on milkweed as they move north. They progressively move north, northeast. And then most of those butterflies are de- dead in about three or four weeks, and it's their offspring that take the migration all the way to the limits of milkweed, all the way up to, uh, say, Winnipeg in Canada. Uh-huh. And then there's one or two or three more generations. So it's not just three as provided in the movie, but we had to make the story simple. Sure. 
Um, so in some places there are five generations, other places four, and other places three. And then at that last generation, that's the generation they're, they're calling the super generation. I prefer to call the migratory generation that goes down again to Mexico. And that starts off, and say in Winnipeg, it starts off, oh, say around the 10th of August. But at St. Paul, Minnesota might start out at about, oh, the 24th of August and about, uh, where I am in Lawrence, Kansas, they get there about the 10th of September and so on. And I'm just right now in Texas, and they're just coming into uh, the local area here that I'm in, in the hill country here in Texas. So this migration has a nice progression, uh, and uh, they arrive in Mexico coincident with the Day of the Dead, which is around the 1st and <laughs> sure. 2nd of November every year. Well, that, the Day of the Dead was sort of how they were discovered down there, wasn't it? Well, in a sense, because uh, the the woman who was involved, uh, Catalina Aguado, at that particular time, which turned out to be Kathy Bruger, married to Ken Bruger, uh, they were on the track of trying to find these butterflies, and somehow they got some idea that you know the, the local people associated with them uh, associated their arrival of these butterflies with the Day of the Dead and the souls of the children that had died, and so on and so forth. And so they began to bird-dog around to some of these cemeteries up in the mountains, and this is, uh, it eventually led them to the discovery of these colonies. So if you're a monarch butterfly, there's all kinds of different lifespans. There's like four weeks, and then, or you could be one that lasts a lot longer, right? Yeah, you could be one that lasts eight or nine months, and wouldn't that be good? I mean, if, <laughs> if you're a butterfly that normally lives maybe a month, and then they live eight or nine times longer, that, that that's pretty amazing. And that's, it's pretty amazing how they do it. They have all sorts of energy-conserving sort of biology going on here. They lower their met- metabolic rate. They have all sorts of energy-conserving behaviors, uh, and they, they hang around a lot. They don't fly every day, and, and they don't expose themselves to a lot of hazards like they do when they get real sexy and start to reproduce. Do all the butterflies have the potential to live eight or nine months, or is it just certain ones that are born certain places at certain time of the year? Uh, that You've got it. That's what has to happen. They have to be born at a certain time at a certain place, wow. and they have to, that being born at the right time and right place changes your physiology for in reasons for reasons that we don't fully understand, we don't understand the mechanisms that turns them off, so to speak. Mm. Well, it's just like people, you know, you got to be born in the right families, but, the rich sure. ones. To, <laughs> so know, I understand mil- milkweed is a big deal, of course, for yeah. this. So I understand they're they're actually giving out milkweed at the movie screenings. Yeah, they're giving out milkweed seeds, and okay. this is what I, this is what I do. You know, I started Monarch Watch in 1992, and by 2005, I began to realize that this population is going down, and so what I'm doing now is promoting. Uh, the planting of milkweed because we've lost about a fifth of the uh, milkweed habitat since 1996. Uh, that's not that long ago, and uh, the population has gone down. We're looking at populations now that are only about half of what they were uh, about 10 years ago. And uh, this population has gone down as a direct result of losing habitat. A lot of that is uh, due to changes in agriculture. The adoption of Roundup Ready corn and soybeans has been a big factor, but we're losing a lot of habitat in the country. Uh, just due to development, we lose something like about 6,000 acres a day. So it all adds up, and uh, we've got to do something about it if we want to keep this migration going. You know, I never see in New York City butterflies. What's with that? Oh, no, no, no. They come right through into Central Park. We, we've got a lot they of marks. We've got a lot of marks that are still moving through uh, New York City right now, and the, and the east coast of the U.S. is having a wonderful migration this year. I'm looking so, over right, you know, I look over a huge, huge tree. I never see butterflies. Well, they get mugged. They get mugged. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy in New York. <laughs> 
Dr. Taylor, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I'm glad to talk to you. Thank you. Check out the movie. It is Flight of the Butterflies in 3D at your IMAX theater. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. Oh, hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive. Noticed uh, Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, is having a little trouble fitting into her Halloween costume this year. She has a little lump on her shoulder. What's she that has about? A lump. Well, she just went in for her vaccination. She had her rabies. Oh, rabies. And then she had her, her three-in-one, and then she had her bordetella. And one of those can cause a lump? Is that true? She's having a little reaction to it that I What's noticed. What's up with that dog? Yeah. Well, you know, every dog on some level, when we give a shot, they're going to have some kind of reaction to it. That's what they do. They, they see it as an invader, and they develop an immune response to it. That's what we want microscopically. But some cases, it can get out of hand, and this big lump can form. Mm. Um, and generally, it doesn't happen until maybe a week or two after yeah, the Yeah, it was over a week. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, so you days. don't notice it when you go home. It's when you're sitting on the couch the next week that you, it, it yeah. pops up. So what shot was it? Well, she had three of them, so I'm not sure. Um, I did call. Yeah. I did call the vet that gave it to her, and he said it more more than likely it would be the rabies. Is that true, Doc? Yeah, you know, and I would say that with the rabies, um, with some different vaccinations, I'll see it more commonly. You know, and one important thing we can do is to give vaccinations in different sites of the body, like the front shoulder, right rear leg yeah. is where I typically give my rabies. So if I see a lump where I normally give my rabies shot, it's very easy to figure that out. They gave them all um, in the same place. Cool. Yeah, so maybe next time, let's ask to just move those into different areas to track okay. that. And it's really important, you know, just to know, you know, as a pet owner, that you know what shot was given where, so you know if they have pain or sensitivity, you can tell the vet about that. Is this dangerous? Well, as long as it's not getting bigger and it's not opening up, not sore, we don't get too terribly worried about that in dogs, as long as it doesn't last for really more than two to four weeks. Wow. Um, Now, in cats, that's a different story. Cats can definitely have a much more serious reaction with some injections and some vaccinations, and they can develop actually sarcomas, which are types of cancers at the site of injections. So for kitties, we don't play around. So if they have that hanging around for even more than two to three weeks, I like to take some samples and get an idea what we're dealing with. Oh, there. But with Ladybug, should we be worried about a sarcoma at all? Fibrosarcoma? Not likely. She fits the typical uh, benign lump. It's not painful. It's mm-hmm. not opening up. And it appeared in the right time frame. And as long as it's going down, mm. then I'm not going to worry about that. It's too also much. hard. It's very hard lump. It can be. It gets really firm, almost like there's like a little pebble under the skin, a little nodule. Um, but n- you know, not to worry. You can apply either some warm compresses or cold compresses. Oh, Most really? dogs, they're not bothered by it, and I just kind of leave it go. And the good news is that we can definitely make some different changes for her, and it's not a reason to avoid vaccination. We just want to be real vigilant. We want to find out what product we used on that mm-hmm. rabies vaccine and maybe use a different manufacturer because oh. every different product has different uh, adjuvants or different carriers in that vaccination. And uh, she may just not do well with something in that vaccine. So, so. She, so she could, if she had the same brand every vaccine, she would have a reaction to it more than likely. Potentially, unless they change the formula or something with time. And three years is a long time down the road. And, um, you know, there's there's other alternatives with vaccines. There's even recombinant, DNA recombinant vaccinations, which we see less potential for um, reactions, some adverse reactions. So you can even ask, you know, know, in your area if they have those kind of uh, vaccinations. Mm. Is there any way we can avoid these vaccinations or that's just illegal? 
Well, rabies is required by law, so you're, you're not likely to get away uh, without doing that unless she has some other kind of more life-threatening reason that we can't give that. Um, but yeah, the you know the health department and uh, animal control that that is something that is required. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, ladybug? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Dean Koontz on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hey, John, how are you doing? Uh, uh, I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me on your program. Oh, well, cool. I'm glad you're listening. What's going on? I understand you want to talk to our dog trainer, Alan Cable. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Um, I, give me, I'm going to pull over here. Uh, yeah, uh, I just, uh, they were talking earlier about, uh, about, like, homosexual dogs and that sort of thing. Yeah, is there gay dogs? Yeah. And I just thought, um, I'd call and, uh, you know, I have a friend. It's not my dog, but it's a friend's dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how the story starts. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, uh, this dog, uh, I, you know, I go visit this my friend maybe a couple times a year, and every time I go over there, he has this dog that's a mix. I don't know what kind of mix, but it's a small dog. And uh, it, it's real creepy what he does. He... Uh, you say you're sitting uh, outside on a patio in a conversation, and he'll kind of sneak up and he'll position himself so his he, he'll kind of creep up while you're not really paying attention to him, and he'll get his his male dog part there, his junk, and he'll he'll position as close as possible, and. Yep. Uh, he he won't uh, like try to hump your leg, but uh, are you still there? Yeah, we're still here. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. here, buddy. Yeah, and it's just kind of you don't really notice it, but then you look down and this this dog is positioning himself just as close as possible to you as he can, and he'll have his leg kind of kind of open. It's it's real obvious what he's doing. I mean, it's what is what is he doing? What do you, what do you think he's doing? Well, it, he's getting some sort of, um, I, he's, I, all I can say is he's doing this on purpose, and he's getting some sort of pleasure out of positioning himself very close to to me or someone else. or And so that, you know, of course I chew him away and tell my friend to get his dog away from me. Right, right. And, and I'll watch this dog kind of creep around, and he'll go find another person, and right. he'll... And, and he's now, what makes you think... What makes you think... This is my question. He's doing something kind of Kind of. Well, bad. they don't know... Wait, what makes you think he's getting pleasure out of it, though? What tells you that? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's pleasure. He's not... Okay, John. Hey, John, you know what? Dogs do a lot of things that are creepy to people. I mean, they're, they're, they're humping and all that nonsense. That's really creepy to people. People don't like when they see that. They think it's weird and disgusting because, you know, we're human and humans don't do that. 
you know, or, or although some of us would like to, humans don't do that. So it's kind of weird. But in in this case, you know, that's a behavior. And and uh, you, the first thing you do always, and Doctor Debbie will probably concur, is you always take the dog to the vet to check him out, make sure there's nothing physically going on. But more than likely, dogs do stuff like that for dominance, and also because they're stressed. So they they really want to just dominate you. They just want to be in charge, and it's a weird way that they do that. They they come over and they they get on top of you, or they try to climb on top of your leg or another dog. You'll see it all the time, and it's just as a way of 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 being in charge of of. Uh, Showing the person's social status, uh, who's in control, trying to be in control of others. So that's all it is, and you pretty much just got to just correct it and stop it from happening when it does. And another reason they do it is because they're stressed out. You know, they're, that's how they respond sometimes when they're excited or they're uh, nervous or they're afraid. And it appears they're aroused, but um, pretty much it's, it's not like that. It's, it's not that they're aroused. They're just, they're just freaked out. Oh, okay, because... Uh, Myself and others have commented about this dog and said, yeah, that's, that's a creepy dog, just because when he does this, he's not there trying to get a, a, a pat on the head or anything like that. It's, it's, I've noticed it where he's climbed under the chair I was sitting on and positioned himself like this, and I didn't even know about it until I happened to glance over, and, and sure enough, there he is doing this... Uh, so is he humping? That's what I got here. Nobody said this word. Yeah. Is he yeah. humping? No, nobody said that. Nobody said, Dr. Debbie, we needed you. Come on. I got, I got to hear the details. Is he actually getting an erection? Because dogs get like little swollen parts on either side of their penis. We need to know. Is he doing that too? Or is he just kind of sitting with his parts on you? Uh, yeah. No, I didn't notice the, do- the dog erection. But okay. he's just trying to get his parts as close as possible to to you. Or myself, or whomever the person is, and 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 he's doing it in sort of a secretive kind of. He's sneaking around to do this. I mean, he does it while you're not expecting it, and then the next thing you know, you look down and and here he's, this dog's positioned himself to where he's maybe he's a uh, maybe he's a dirty old man came back as a dog. <laughs> yeah, and and I've laughed with about it with some friends. <laughs> yeah, that dog's. You know, my my guess know. is that he's just he's just a he's just a poorly socialized dog. You know, and and you know he doesn't know how to act, and nobody's teaching him how to act. And I know it looks creepy to you, but you know it's pretty normal in the dog world to do stuff like that. You just have to pretty much, you know, they do it all the time to other dogs. When they start doing it to people, it's you know, I, it's it's kind of like they're they're trying to be dominant. I, I think that's probably what's going on. But you should still take him to the vet and check him out. Okay, I'll let uh, the owner know that. Um, I guess that's not my dog. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, John, yeah. John, we appreciate your but, call today. It's not John's dog, but John wants him. I, I hope you had. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, that was my only comment. And uh, I appreciate thanks it. For thanks for listening calling. This stuff. It is good stuff. Whatever you want to call John, it. I would, I would, I would sneak up on the house and peer through the window when no one's around, see what the owner's doing. <laughs> yeah, really, huh? <laughs> Thanks for your call, John. We appreciate it. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Veteris and One Step Wound and Skin Care Products for hot spots, cuts, scratches, even rashes. Veteris is non toxic and it's safe for puppies and kittens. For more information, head on over to veterisin.com. That's V E T E R I C Y N dot com. 
And uh, you're going to give away some treaty? I still have another five bottles. Five bottles of Edison right now. You should have this in your first aid kit. It is awesome stuff. So call right now. I'm going to sit here right by the phone. We can wait. I'll wait. I'll wait for the five callers because you want the stuff. you got to have it. 1-866-405-8405. Hey, You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Alan Cable, dog trainer extraordinaire. Joey Volani, groomer extraordinaire. Animal communicator, Joey Turner. And Wendy Diamond, who just can't keep her face off the front of the Huffington Post. What? Oh, did you see that? I saw a picture <laughs> on the front of the Huffington Post. I know. What I was know. that? That was Occupy Wall. What were you doing? You were occupying something about food. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, when Lucky got cancer, I started really researching everything about, you know, just the environment and the pet food and everything. And I got a call. Hey, would you come out to Doggy Pie to promote better Doggy food pie. for pets? Where, now, where Doggy is that? Doggy Pie. And Doggy Pie was the sweetest thing you've ever seen. It was all these tents in Union Square. And there was about, <laughs> you know, I'd say about 75 dogs, right? It was hysterical. It started pouring down rain. Mm. It was like, just like, it was just like Occupy Wall Street. Pouring down rain, all these dogs. It was really a beautiful day to like promote and protest <laughs> so that dogs and cats and animals can have better food. And mm. people don't realize that the FDA doesn't regulate pet food. So it's just really important to bring out the awareness. And I was glad to be a part of it. Even the smell of wet dog hair didn't bring you down. Well, let's just be honest. I was there for an hour and a half. You know, I didn't spend all day, and I wasn't going to spend all night. And the tents weren't big enough for people. They were just big enough for the dogs. So the dogs didn't get wet. It was the people that were all soaking wet. <laughs> well, we'll link to that for those of you that uh, want to check out Wendy on the front of the Huffington Post. And dog you pie, which uh, sounds very cool. What are you working on this week? Well, this week I want to promote... Black Cat Rescue. Halloween is coming up, as we all know. And I really just think people need to realize, like, you know, in history... Black cats are actually good luck mm-hmm. in Britain and Ireland. But what happened was when they came, you know, to, uh, the pilgrims came, you know, and the witches, they were, you know, used as, you know, bad luck. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to promote the fact that black cats are same as any other color cat or any other breed of cat. They are as adorable. And especially it's important during Halloween that if you have a black cat, it's best to keep them inside. Make sure you put them in a room so that they can't run out and just protect them because it's a little crazy during Halloween. Halloween, and they are out for black cats. You hear a lot of black cats being stolen, being, you know, sadly murdered during that night. So I just would say to really? everybody, Really? They go like on a witch are, hunt? Yes, they yeah, do. Yeah, they the go cats? on a witch hunt. The kids, you know, kids That's don't terrible. know. They just read... Yeah, they read all this stuff and they think, oh, let's go find a black cat. So I just want to promote Black Cat Rescue. There's a really wonderful group out in Boston, but every shelter in your local community, I'm sure, has a bunch of black cats. And only half 
of black hats are likely to be adopted as other colors. Wow. So it's just important to realize that. If I catch anyone yes. out there on Halloween treating a black cat, cat bad, I'm going to come and kick your ass. Yeah, okay? you and I will hunt you down. I will hunt you down. Me too. You know, the shelters won't let people adopt black cats at this time of they year. They have a little moratorium, around, at least over here. Yeah, they, have a moratorium. they won't. Yeah, I think that yeah, all over the country. And I think it's really important. I know that uh, Labradors, black Labradors are also... Well, black dogs, black dogs in general, are the last cats, to be adopted, yes, unfortunately. So, well, I hope that somebody who has a black dog or a black cat will sign up and come to our Halloween pet costume party because if they come and they are chosen as winners, they will come on the NBC Today show with me wow. on Halloween Day. So it's a really good opportunity. So black cats are welcome to sign up and come to the event and dress up. What is the website for that? Uh, they could just go to animalfair.com, fairness to animals, animalfair, F-A-I-R.com, and they can sign up. They can win two tickets. If you sign up and um, you know register, you can win two tickets to come to the event, or it's a donation to the Humane Society, and the money will benefit the lucky Diamond Critical Care Unit at the Humane Society that helps people who don't have enough money to get critical care for their pets. Mm, you got to wear a costume to that event? Or does your animal need Oh, to? yes. Okay. You got to wear. It's people and their animals have to wear costumes. We have such fun celebrity judges. We have uh, New York Housewife. You know, everybody knows from Bravo, Real Housewives of New York. We have the Countess Luann. Oh, yeah. We have we have Richard <laughs> Belzer from Law & Order. Oh, good. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a funny guy. So we have some fun people in Dina Manzo, and it's just a lot of fun people that are going to be out at our event, you know, judging, and it'll be really fun. Wendy Diamond on Animal Radio, ladies and gentlemen. We're damn proud of it. Hi, this is Prince Lorenzo Borghese on Animal Radio. Please remember to stay near to your animals. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, Dr. Debbie back from vacation, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, and Wendy Diamond all in place. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Stacy working in the newsroom. What's going on? Uh, poor 70-year-old man became human bacon. Yeah, his hog ate him. <laughs> All that was left was his dentures. I'll tell you about it. Coming up on Animal Radio News. And let me tell you, Stacy gets to the bottom of these stories, too. She comes knocking on your door. It's like 60 minutes. You don't want to answer that door. And let's see. We go to line four. We have Tom on the phone. Hey, Tom, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Splendid. Splitting atoms up here. What's going on in your world? I have a four-year-old uh, beagle. Who will not come to me? What do you think? What is it? Well, well, let me ask you this: What is he? How long have you had the dog? Um, we adopted him about eight months ago. So, when you say he won't come to you, what does that mean? I mean, he never will come to you. Does he ever come around you? If I have something in my hand, if you have like food or something, he'll come to you. Exactly. I can't get him to come to me when I say come. Okay. Do you walk him? Uh, no, not really. Do you praise him? Like, if he does come over to you and you have something in your hand, what do you do when you give it to him? Do you tell him he's a good dog? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, Start taking I, walks if, with... If I call him and he does come by chance, then I give him a lot of praise. Does he move away from you when you call him, or he just pays no attention to you? No, he doesn't. He, he just doesn't pay attention. 
Okay. Well, you have to you have to become the leader, buddy. When you feed him, what do you do? Do you just put his food down and let him eat it? Right. Okay. Well, don't do that anymore. Start doing things that let him know that you're in charge and that he's not in charge. Because right now, he thinks he's in charge of you. He's the boss of you. He's he's the leader. So start walking him. Walk him every couple of days. Keep him at your side. Never let him walk in front. Never let him walk in the house in front of you. Always go in the house first. Everybody goes in first. He goes in last. When you feed him, hold the food for a couple of seconds. Hold the food for about 30 seconds and look at him. Let him know that you're in charge of the food. Take a piece of food out and feed it to him with your hands. And then put the food down. Make him stay. Don't let him go right at it. Make him stay a minute or two and then let him have the food. Make him work for everything that he enjoys and, and finds pleasurable. And I don't mean he has to do tricks or anything. He just has to, you know, have a little bit of patience. And when you start doing stuff like that, the dog is going to recognize that you're the leader, that you're, you know, you're the, you're in charge of the household and that, you know, he is not in charge and he'll start coming to you on his own and you'll also be able to get him to come to you another good technique just take a leash you know and stretch it out six feet seven feet long so that you're sitting there and then ask him to come to you and when he doesn't give it a little a little yank just a little yank you say come give it a little yank and and move him towards you that way if he doesn't move just don't don't get get food and try it with food and uh, after a while, he's just going to come to you when you yank on the leash. And after a while of doing that, maybe a month or two, you'll be able to do it without the leash. But taking walks is important and letting him know that you're in charge, making sure everybody else follows the rules, too. Is he allowed on furniture? Yeah. I have two dogs okay. that are both allowed on the furniture. Oh, you got but another not dog. On my, not on my lazy boy. All right, does, you, does he jump on your lazy boy? When I catch him, I... Get him off yeah. as fast as I can. Yep. See, he jumps on your lazy. He does not recognize you're in charge of anything, right? Right now, maybe the other dog's in charge. I don't know. I'd have to be there. But you have to start right. being in charge, and and the dog will start coming to you. And the best way to start is by taking nice walks with your dog. Don't let him walk in front, okay. though. He's at your side or behind. All right. My two Labradors were the most delightful guys to train, and they're just, they're so obedient. And then I got my little boss, my little terrier, and he did the same thing. And we had the biggest challenge getting him motivated to listen to us. And I had to recognize that I couldn't treat him like a Labrador. I couldn't treat him like my other dogs. I had to find his motivation and to will him to do what I wanted to. So I had to get kind of tough and be a tough mom and, you know, do all what you said about not letting him have food and and going through the door first. And, and it really, it, I had to think of him as an individual, not as my other dogs. That, that makes a lot of sense because they're all different. They all have different personalities and size has a lot to do with it too. It is, it is funny because you say don't let them go in the house first. It's funny because when they want to go out, the one runs down to the back door, Augie, which is the beagle, Stays kind of at the top and waits for me to go down the stairs. No, when you I take the door. You, you see, you got to be in charge of that too. Take that space by the door away from them. Now you go down to the stairs and move them away from the door with your body. Tell them move, 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 and you make them sit. You make them stay until you open the door and give them permission to go out. These are all things that let them know that you're the boss, that you're in charge. When, when they do things before you without permission, they're in charge. Okay. Good luck with Sounds that, good. Tom. I, I'm going to give it a try. Sounds good. Let us know if it works. If you need a follow-up, we do that free of charge. one 405 8405 
So let's talk pot brownies or whatever. <laughs> have you ever seen any in the office, any animals that have come in with uh, pot poisoning? Oh, yeah. Actually, not too long ago. I just had a little chihuahua. Really? That was kind of flat out on her side and twitching Aww. and just peeing all over herself. And, uh, yeah. But, you know, the truth is, this is something where pet parents don't come clean. Yeah. A little bit of information makes a huge difference if we know about these things. Well, what what would be the difference? With this little puppy, the big question was, is this a toxicity or is this something that's more like a liver problem? Something inherent in this dog that we're going to have to do a lot of tests to find out and that might have a, a more serious long-term prognosis than something that we can hopefully support and get the pet through. And that was actually the discussion I had with this family was, you know, we need to do all these tests. If there's no drugs and nothing this dog could have gotten into, i got to run all these other tests. And then finally the truth kind of came out at the end after the parents walked away. Um, and we were able to treat the pet with less cost for the owners and successfully, you know, bring that pet through it. Well, I can understand how somebody might not want to tell you about it, but it's so important that you. Yeah, tell. and you know that's. I think the big thing is a lot of people are afraid to tell the vet, "Hey, yeah, you know, we had pot in the house, or, or whatever the case may be." But you know, the truth is, veterinarians are not obligated to turn this in for humans, so we don't have to call the cops and say, "Hey, these people had pot." You know, it's not what we do. We care about the pet, so that's really you got to come clean. Don't hold back. Okay. I also see in the news today a lot of talk about salmonella, especially with, uh, there's a lot of foods that are being recalled because of salmonella. We had one listener call in just a few minutes ago saying that doesn't really affect the dogs, it just affects the person that handles the dog food. Is that correct? You know, they're a little bit, dogs are a little bit more resistant to it. It can happen. It's less common, but, you know, that's where just us, you know, handling the dog food or even handling animals that are carriers of salmonella, like reptiles, that's how humans can be very easily exposed to this bacteria. Well, so I know Stacy did a story about salmonella and turtles. Those little turtles Those that little, you get your kids as pets. You're not pets. supposed to put them in your mouth, apparently. Well, then, aren't yes. they illegal? You're not supposed to have them at all. Well, it's not that the pet turtles are illegal. It's the ones that are under four inches in oh. size. And it is because of the small size and little kids can take them like, you know, a cookie and put them in their mouth. <laughs> um, so at that size, you're not supposed to sell them at that. Now, you may find them at swap meets and, you know, garage sales, things like that, but that you should not buy those. Those are really not um, the best source to get them. And, uh, you you want to be, uh, you know, make sure that you have um, precautions in the home for, you know, anyone who might be handling the reptiles. Okay, there you go. Setting us straight. Dr. Debbie here at your beck and call. Thank God you're back. one 405 I mean, Doc Halligan was great and everything, but it's nice to see your smiley face back in here and not have to sit in between Doc Halligan <laughs> and Joey Villani. Alan, I'm just so glad you stayed out of it. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Cat owners, listen up. We love our cats. They're so adorable, but we certainly can't say the same for their litter boxes. Wouldn't it be great if you had an attractive litter box with a stylish hood and designs like black patent, leopard print, polka dot? Well, now you can. Kitty A Go Go is perfect for smaller homes or apartments where the litter box is usually an eyesore. Not only does Kitty A Go Go look great, it adds a stylish decor element with personality. Your choice of six decorative hoods and colorful patterns will look great in any room. Seeing is believing. It's at you
can't see them on the radio, check out all the designs at kittyagogo.com. And that's not all. Kittyagogo has a patented sifter rake, so there's no digging for treasures. In one single scoop of the rake, your cat's business is ready to dump right into the trash, making the task of cleaning up after your kitty a breeze. Made of the highest quality, durable, and stain-resistant plastic, both you and your cat will love this new concept in litter boxes. Kittyagogo. You have to see it to believe it. Learn more at kittyagogo.com. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Litter Robot. It automatically cleans the cat litter for you. Reduces the odor. Customers even report their litter usage by half. Gone down by half. you got to love that. You don't need any special supplies or plumbing. Just your favorite clumping litter and never scoop litter again. They know you love it so much they offer a 90-day money-back guarantee. Head on over to litter-robot.com. And, of course, Animal Radio listeners, yeah, that's you looking down at your radio. You get a 15 buck discount with the code Animal Radio, all in lowercase, when you check out at litter-robot.com. And Dr. Debbie is back from her vacation in Hawaii. She looks all tan and rested. Ah, yes. <laughs> i got to say, nice to have you back because there was a little bit of tension between, I'll be real honest with you. Sexual was, tension. Sexual tension, a little bit. Oh, between, my gosh. Between Joey and Doc Halligan. Yeah. And I, you had to separate them. We, had we, to, we had to, couldn't put them together. We, they look like dogs in heat. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, my gosh. I, we, we have a way to fix that, and I can talk to Joey. <laughs> well, Doc Halligan wanted to know, does, don't you have a crush on, on Joey, too? I yeah. mean, she couldn't understand that, but I explained I that you were happily I'm married. I'm a professional. I, I work with my... Uh, colleagues, but I, uh, uh, I'm i happily married. <laughs> well, we're, we're glad to have you back. Thank you so much for uh, coming back. We thought that maybe you, you wouldn't. Let's, uh... You know, it's hard not to leave Hawaii, <laughs> man. I'll tell you. It, it's, it's your pocketbook. That pocketbook that really takes you home, though, I bet you, when you run out of dough. <laughs> I bet you it does. Uh, let's see. We have Ray on line four. Hey, Ray, where are you calling from today? Los Angeles. Well, welcome to Animal Radio. What's going on? Well, I have a neighbor, and he's a cat hoarder. Um, I hope you're not going to recommend that I contact Animal Services, because I know them, and they know me by sight, and I know <laughs> who I'm talking to when they answer the phone. Oh, let wow, just, you're on regular terms with them then, huh? Yeah, let me just tell you about the neighbor. Uh, last year, I took 15 cats to SPCA when they told me don't come back. In the remaining 21 days, 
I took another 17 cats. So that's 32 cats in a 21-day period. Uh, The neighbor's family acknowledges that he has emotional problems, but I'm mobility impaired. I'm sick of finding, you know, I'm sick of having work done on my house and the people who are working on my house tracking cat poo into my house because it's all over my yard. I regularly speak to the neighbors and he'll he'll tell me, but I'm not feeding the cat. And I said, you know, they're scavengers. If you feed them, they will come. Right now I'm dealing with a situation where there's four kittens, three juveniles, and three adults, and I have pictures on my cell phone of him taking food to the cat in his backyard. Mm. Okay. Is he just emotionally disturbed and I'm going to have to get over myself? Well, you know, the thing with hoarding is that it's really a symptom. You know, it's, we would like to address it as a problem, but it is a symptom of, um, other issues. So usually folks that do this have something else going on in their life that they're lacking, and this is a way that they find comfort. So, um, it, it is definitely something where we need to get some professional help. Um, usually we do turn to animal services as kind of the root to where we start for this. And, and we've dealt with this in, in my area. I've had, beloved clients that have had this problem and you cannot fix the problem until the individual accepts that and accepts the mental health that they need. Um, so working with the family members would be one way to come at this if you do not want to go to the animal services. Um, but really, in order to get those animals um, out of those situations, and with hoarding, there are, there are so many different things that the animals in those situations are going through. And what I've witnessed is that we've had cats that have had severe respiratory infections to where they've actually had changes on their tongues, uh, scabs, yeah, sores not, on their they're eyes. They're not healthy animals. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, they're all being born with the same defect in their leg where the, mm-hmm. the third, the, the rear leg on the right side is crimped in a certain way. I, I know oh. they're all interrelated. And I even tell yeah. him, you're torturing those cats. But to try to work with him is going to be very challenging because these individuals do need professional help. And and I don't know what situations you got going with the animal services, but that would really be, it's one of the ways that we can help find some of the other services that can support us. So animal services, you know, certainly to get those animals spayed and neutered, but also to put you in contact and to put the family into contact with professionals that can help in um, the mental health department. So I know in our area, the health district has some resources for free services for mental health and they'll help put people in touch with other maybe more professionals and psychiatry uh, psychologists um, in those in those ways but it, it you're not going to be able to convince him you know to do uh, what's right in the situation and you, you definitely need to use um, those services okay well I'll I start empathize. working with the family member then yeah, yeah. And, and I she's in a terrible position because, you know, she doesn't want to make enemies out of the neighbors and, and at the same time she doesn't want to We're see the cats enemies. suffer. So. We're now all, forget about it. We're enemies. Yeah. Well, well, you you have to get you have, you, you have to get help, ma'am. You can't do it yourself. The problem's not going to go away. Just like Doctor Debbie said, you got to get professionals involved because the problem is never going to go away unless this poor individual gets some help. Okay, we'll start talking to the family members more often and see if we can move the family to, you know, he was hospitalized last year. So mm-hmm. we'll see if we can move the family members to, you know, my favorite credo with this neighbor now is to take your meds, but 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And, and if I can direct you to a website, um, there is a, a, a great research body that's been put together. Um, Tufts uh, Veterinary School is one of the uh, organizations involved with it. And there is, um, it's a, called the Hoarding of Animals Research Consortium. And there's some good resources on there that you can look. It has some questions, ways to uh, find resources for intervention, um, and kind of also the public um, aspect of the, the, you know, the health issues with that. So maybe check that out. We wish you the best of luck with that, Ray. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. She's in a tough situation there. Hopefully, wow. uh, can you imagine? Yeah, I know. We had a. It wasn't an animal hoarding, but just a week ago, there was one in uh, a community nearby, and it, they had to truck load out fifteen trucks of stuff from this guy's house. It had been like that for since 2007. They yeah, I feel get it so bad for the... Well, they got that cable show, Hoarders, and I watch that show mm-hmm. and I'm just... I feel so bad for those people. I mean, because they know they're sick and they can't help it. Not to try to make a joke, but imagine if you were a person who hoarded Hoarders. Yeah, that would be... You know who's a big hoarder is... Judy, she hoards the prize closet and all of the stuff in the prize closet. Hey. Let's, uh, let's give out some of that stuff. What do you say? How about a Frolic Cat bundle? Okay. Okay. This includes the Frolic Cat Bolt. I'm sorry you have to part with this, Judy. I know. The I interactive laser toy, which provides hours of fun for you and your feline friends. The Frolic Cat Twitch, which automatically bounces and swings an enticing teaser toy. And the Frolic Cat Dart. The automatic rotating laser light. All of these are yours, part of the Frolly Cat bundle right now. These are some cool looking toys. They hey, look like I'm entertained with them as much as my cat is. And it's like Joey I'm said, enter- <laughs> without a cat present, I'm entertained with them. <laughs> I know. We'll we'll spend hours. We'll turn off the studio lights and play with these things. And they look like uh, some kind of computer, like an Apple computer. They're really beautiful. yeah. There's lasers and it's, oh, very it's cool. a lot of fun. Check out FrolliCat.com at f r o l i c a t dot com frolicat.com and pick up the frolicat bundle right now one 405 8405 Stacy, what are you working on? Well, besides chocolate and raisins and onions being bad for dogs, pot brownies are bad for dogs too. Huh? Anything made with marijuana butter, not good for your pets. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Greetings, Animal Radio lovers. Vinny Penn, your party animal, coming at you with another party animal installment. I actually have a question for you. Uh, one of my last days on the beach uh, before New England uh, kisses the, the beautiful weather goodbye and braces itself for winter, I noticed something very interesting. There was one guy on the beach who had a newborn with him, uh, kind of taking his first little lumbering steps on the sand and uh, the guy was there without uh, you know uh, the baby's mother and to my left a a bit of a ways down was another gentleman who was frolicking with a dog in somewhat the same capacity and i swear if i'm not mistaken the guy with the dog was getting more the girls were staring at him much more than the guy with the baby well i guess as i say it out loud women seeing a guy with a baby they probably assume there's a mother not far off and perhaps one who takes taekwondo or you know maybe they're living in fear maybe that's why the guy with the dog 
I mean, the dog is the ultimate chick magnet, particularly on the beach. You throw that frisbee, and that dog comes running out, soaking wet, and does that shake, and you do a funny little, ah, you're getting me soaking wet. This dog was a chick magnet, and it wasn't even like it was, you know, it was a Rottweiler or this beautiful chocolate lab or, you know, anything of this nature. It was a straight-up mutt. Not that I'm anti-mutt by any stretch of the imagination, but the girls were running over, look at him, and the dog would shake is this salt water all on the girls. Don't do that. And they were laughing and everything. All I was thinking about was every time I took a girl to the beach, if I splashed water on their shore, she was like, you jerk, and stomped off to the concession stand, only to come back with French fries that she didn't share. The dog is a chick magnet more than a kid. But as I said, I think I'm realizing on the air, because women probably presume kid's got a mother. Guy's probably taken. So I guess this really wasn't a question. Or maybe just that I answered my own question. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, on Animal Radio. Musicians, rock that Halloween party. Frighten your neighbor's kids. Get the gear you need to set a scary mood during Guitar Center's Rocktober Savings Event. Ten days of unnatural extreme savings throughout the store. Huge discounts on black lights, lasers, strobes, and more. Buy a fog machine for $39, get the fluid free. Plus battery-powered mini strobe lights, 5 bucks. AKG stereo headphones, 19 bucks, And half off all Vic Firth drumsticks. Make Guitar Center your Halloween headquarters for gear during Rocktober. Now through October 28th. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolic Hat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Dogs getting high on pot? It's a big problem in states like Colorado where medical marijuana is legal. Vets say what used to be a rare problem is becoming alarmingly more common, and the results can be deadly. There are huge spikes in the frequency of marijuana ingestion among pets in places where it's become legal, according to CBS4 in Denver. When dogs get into their owner's stash, they can get sick 
They start staggering and then they vomit. They basically lose a lot of their fine motor control. They have wide base stance. They are not sure on their feet. And Dr. Debbie Van Pelt, who works at the Veterinary Specialty and Emergency Hospital in Inglewood, Colorado, she said dogs most commonly get stoned by eating their owner's pot-enhanced foods. Dr. Stacy Miola, a vet at Colorado's Wheat Ridge Clinic, said she saw two dogs die when they got into baked goods made with marijuana butter. That's uh, sold at the marijuana dispensaries. While most dogs ingest marijuana are back to normal within 24 hours of treatments, vets urge pet owners, keep your pot at a safe distance from your animals. Hey, if a pet turtle shows up at your home, don't take him in. He's considered armed and dangerous. No joke. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the number of salmonella cases linked to tiny breeds of the reptile, it's not an amphibian, by the way, it's on the rise. As of last week, there are six current outbreaks of the bacteria-borne illness directly linked to exposure to the illegal contraband. Yep, pet turtles are illegal. Here's how it happens. They release the bacteria when they relieve themselves. That's a fancy way of saying turtle poop. Remnants of the salmonella strain live on their shells. It gets transferred to human hands and mouths pretty easily. So just letting the turtles run free in your house, it can spread the disease with serious consequences. All right, here's a hog that went wild, hog wild. An investigation's underway into the death of an Oregon farmer who was eaten by his hogs. What a way to go. Authority in Coos County say 70-year-old Terry Garner went out to feed his animals last week, including several hogs. They weighed about 700 pounds apiece. 759 after they ate him. Shortly thereafter, it's not funny, I know. Family members went to the hog pen. They found Garner's dentures, but little else. Authorities say the hogs ended up eating most of the man in their enclosure. Officials are trying to figure out whether one of the animals knocked Garner down or if he might have had a heart attack and ended up in a position where the hogs could consume him. I, you know, it's their form of bacon. What are you going to say? I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news. Send all the letters to Hal, please, at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicab, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. Because animals can can't speak for themselves, Lupercin is committed to giving them a voice. Pets with undiagnosed arthritis suffer in silence. Be their hero. Give them all-natural Lubricin. Lubricin's oral joint supplement acts as a natural lubricant, ending your pet's discomfort. Lubricin has a formula for you, your pets, and your horses. Tastes great, and animals love it. Visit them at www.lubricin.com. That's L-U-B-R-I-S-Y-N dot com. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Licking Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaandChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-S dot com. Some nights I can't get to sleep. Some nights I can't stay asleep. With Unisom, I can do both. 
Udisome sleep tabs are clinically proven to help you fall asleep 33% faster and keep you asleep longer so you get a more restful night's sleep. Made with an ingredient not found in other leading sleep aids, Unisum sleep tabs are safe and non-habit forming. Just one pill takes the uncertainty out of bedtime, giving you the sleep you need. So I wake up ready to go. Unisum sleep tabs. Fall asleep faster. Sleep longer. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio. Live simply so that others may simply live. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, natural goodness for dogs and cats, made with raw USDA-inspected meat. It's raised naturally. There's no added hormones or antibiotics. Get the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog at StellaandChewy's.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to present to you the dog father exclusively on Animal Radio. Do you think Stella and Chewy's would would add dogs? Yeah, they they, they are, they the are dogs. their dogs. They are okay. They look okay. great too. Yeah, one of them had an issue. Was adopted from a shelter and had a lot of health issues. And she, Marie Moody, created this food to help her own personal dog, and decided it worked so well that she uh, commercialized it. Good stuff. It oh, is excellent. Wow. Stuff. See, I didn't I didn't notice stuff. Live and learn. Yes. Very good. Very good. What's up in your world? Well, I'll tell you what. I got a um, an email from a um, Kathy, and, and the last name is Stasco, and she's from Brighton Beach. Florida, and um, she has a um, Lhasa Apso, and she says she's having problems with hair breakage. Um, she lives right on the beach, and the dog likes to go out to, um, in the sand, and um, you know she it just has a ton of hair breakage. I on the have dog. that and problem. You, wanna, you have Person- that problem personally, personally, yes, with my own hair. Okay, yes. I may have a good tip for you. I'm listening. Um, so anyway, you know what? It, it it clarifies a lot when she tells me she lives by the water because to do this without seeing the pet sometimes is a little bit difficult. But when you live near an area that has a lot of sand or a lot of dust, so either coastline or desert area, um, desert area, and I don't mean like L.A. because L.A., even though it's a desert, it really isn't a desert. It's more of a city type. I'm talking about real desert where there's you know a lot of sand and, and very arid temperatures and that sort of thing. What happens is when you have a dog that has a long flowing coat the bottom line is the sand almost works like an abrasive um, like sandpaper and what it's going to do it's going to break down your dog's coat no matter what you do so a lot of people what they think is you know we'll condition the hell out of it or have my groomer condition the hell out of it mm-hmm. the problem is that with that is this there's different types of conditioning treatments for your pet depending on where you live in the country or just your geographical area so for instance, if I live by the beach or an air or a sandy type of area, sandy climate, what's going to happen is if I use any type of conditioner that has any sort of filler in it, and how I'm going to know this is this, when I go to the store or I talk to my groomer, make sure the shampoo and conditioner, mainly the conditioner, doesn't have anything that says whitens, brightens, texturizes, lanolins, silicones in it. Anything that alters the coat. So basically, you don't want, you don't want it to say anything, just pure conditioner, pure shampoo. And that's how you're going to know, because all of that stuff are fillers. And you know what? They work, and they but they work for, for specific things. The problem is, when you live in an area like that that's going to capture everything, basically what happens is, it becomes a magnet, and it sucks up all of that, because it's going to make the coat a little bit more 
sticky and a little bit it's gonna it's gonna attract more things like a dust magnet so it's gonna pull it into the coat so what I want is I want something that's gonna hydrate moisturize correct without pulling into the coat so what you want to do is you want to use something that doesn't say any of those things on the label and you should be mm. successful because what will happen is is that moisture now will absorb into the skin it will absorb through the hair shaft through the cuticle and it'll it'll help nourish that way instead of sitting on the coat itself now if i'm living in an area like where i used to live in new jersey okay it's very humid um the temperature changes and i didn't live on the coast area i lived a little bit more inland the bottom line that's perfect for those shampoos and conditioners that have the fillers the silicones and whatnot because that's going to develop the volume that you want but you don't have to worry as much as it being a dust bag now it's not something i want to use every day and i'm going to say that because there are products out there my favorite product in the world is a horse product called Shoshin. okay Really? When I want a nice, yeah. When I want a nice shine on a dog, and this is a, this I gotta be honest with you. This is a major secret of mine that you guys are listening to because <laughs> this is this is this is something that has, and I'm being honest, that if all the groomers in my area were equal and they didn't use certain products, and this was one of them, my work always stood out because of this of certain products, and this was my number one product. What this would do was moisturize, but it would also almost coat the dog as if the dog felt like it was armored, like the, like when your seat's in your car and the dog <laughs> would shine and look great. The problem is it was a dust magnet, so you didn't uh, want to use it all the time. Once every four to six weeks on the coat when they came out of the salon was enough. So if you go out and you buy it, you just want to use it sparingly. But you can use the shampoos that say texturize, whitening, and brightening and all, and as long as you use it in exper- sparingly. I know some people like to bathe their dogs, you know, once, twice, three times a week. And if, and if you're doing it that heavily, you know what? Stick with something that's a little bit more clean. And that is my tip for the week. Wow. Color me impressed there. I learned so much with you. What about that horse in Maine, Joey? Do you know about that one where it's for people and dogs? It work, You know what? I've used that before, and a lot of show people use it. It works really good, but that also is a heavy um, product that has a lot of fillers in it. And that's why the, the show people like to use it a lot, because what they want is they want instant results right there and then. Mm. And that's going to mm. achieve that right there and then. But those dogs are brushed every single day in maintenance. The problem is in your household, what will end up happening is it's it's if you use it too much, you're going to develop buildup and also you, your pet's going to become like a dust magnet and it picks up everything so you're going to have hair breakage and you're going to have knotting and, and tangling. Mm. Wendy, do you share your shampoo with your dog? Uh, you know, I used to use a Veda for both of us actually. Mm-hmm. Would you Sorry, take a shower at the same time? Would you do the whole thing? Because I know Alan <laughs> oh. does the whole shower thing with the dog at the same okay, time. Okay, let me tell you. I mean, here's the deal. And okay. and Joey knows my Olga. Uh-huh. So Olga actually grooms my dog. I barely brush my hair, let alone my dog's hair. <laughs> so I need seriously short hair on my dog. I always... And so if sometimes I'll give my dog a bath. So after I take a bath, a hot bath, but I shower before I get into the bathtub. I'm, I'm obsessed with baths. And so I then will bring my dog and give her a bath as well. Oh, that's good. You know, I've got to tell you, Wendy's lucky because she truly has one of the best groomers, in, in, in not in the country, in the world. I mean, decorated, I mean, groomer. And um, she's really lucky to have this person actually grooming a dog because she's she's dynamite. I've judged her many a times and put her up best in show, probably more than anyone else I've ever put up in best in show. Yeah, so. Didn't you also give Artist Knox best in show or groomer of the year? <laughs> well, listen, there was three judges on that show. That's all I'm going to say. And, and you got to remember one thing. The guy that he went up against was one of my students okay <laughs> in the finals wow. so 
By the way, if you missed that, Artist Knox allegedly... Allegedly, under, I gotta say investigation. Alle- under investigation now for arson. And apparently, what, what did he get involved with arson with somebody that he worked with before? Somebody from Groomer House? Arson? Well, like, what did he do? It wasn't, let's put it this way. Allegedly. The, 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 the investigation is still going on with that, but um, the, I know the people who actually own the company. And before this all came out, they swore that he was involved in this. And um, the person, I mean, I know this person a long time, and I would not see her lying at the very least bit and i hope it's not true i, I hope, hope it's, it's just true. a mistake i mean i don't want to wish bad on anyone sure. but um if it is i mean he definitely needs to be um you know punished so what did because, he what did he set on fire lately um it was it was this is allegedly like, folks allegedly. allegedly yeah okay it was like a carport to somebody's house and this you know with with this particular one that he's being charged for but now they're looking back into a lot of other fires apparently that have sprung up around him you know him being his salon his mother's his mother's home the business that he worked for, this carport. Well, he's a good friend with us, wow. so let's let's just you know, you know point out this is a legend. We we wish, we wish him the best of luck. Let's see, uh, let's hit the phones. Let's solve your problems. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five for the Dream Team right now. Doctor Debbie is back from Hawaii. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, animal communicator Joy Turner, and Wendy Diamond all here at your beck and call. Hey, this is Artist Knox, Groomer of the Year, and when I'm rolling in my vehicle, I'm listening to Animal Radio with Hal and Judy. Get at me! We welcome back to the show, Doctor Stephen Alday from Lubricin. Doctor, how are you doing? Very good. How are you today? I got to tell you, I am so amazed. We have started Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog, kind of preventative maintenance on Lubricin, and she is just gliding along. She is doing so well. Fantastic. And she even had surgery on her knee, and you'd never know it. Now, Luberson, you designed it for the horses, and then you just sort of realized that it works for both humans and for dogs. Is that correct? Do I have the, the chronology right Absolutely. on that? Absolutely. No, no. Uh, our first patients, because that's what I do. I'm a racetrack practitioner. But the patent actually is for warm-blooded vertebrates, which dogs, cats, and even people fall into that category. We talked about this last time, how it's really good to use this as a preventative. Instead of when the problem is already there, it's good to have lubricant on hand as a preventative before the problem starts. Most definitely. Uh, preventative medicine is certainly more rewarding and certainly gives you much, much better results. It doesn't get nearly as much credit as it should in, in medicine circles, but it's a whole lot better than the restorative route because a lot of times, once you've done damage, it's uh, it, you, know, you get to a point where you have no return, where you can't really get it back to where it was when it was uh, perfectly normal. Are there some breeds that are predisposed to joint problems. I know that Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, was her luxating patella. That was sort of something that she inherited. Yeah, she's yeah. a small breed. She's only eight pounds. Yeah, see, that's typical. Uh, Dr. Debbie, as you know, I mean, toy breeds are real, real predisposed to, to luxating patellas, uh, Yorkies. Uh, certain smaller breeds are certainly uh, predisposed to it. And we've seen a number of cases, uh, a lot of practices here locally, small animal, will put their small animal, uh, the real, real toy dogs, on Lubricin preventively and had great results. And even the repair jobs that they do to stop luxating patellas, they decrease the amount of arthritis secondarily to the procedure by putting them on Lubricin as well. What age do you suggest starting these toy breeds on preventative medicine like Lubricin? Well, typically what we're doing is as soon as they're on regular ration. That early? 
Yeah, sure. What, what you start seeing is a, uh, these dogs will go through periods of time where they're normal, everything's great, and we take a lot of it for granted. When they get to be seven or eight, if they're fairly active, if they're a border collie that's maybe an agility dog, uh, a, a field trials dog that's pretty active, uh, I've got an English setter as well, uh, what we find is they start getting having a hard time getting up on hard floors because they have to keep the lower limbs stationary and they put pressure on the joint. So they, they're very slow to get up. You'll see them little activity things like they won't jump on the bed the way they used to and they won't maybe jump up in your car the way they did once upon a time. After the fact, there's already some damage done maybe in their hips, possibly stifles, some a, a number numerous other joints. Even in the spinal you know, column, you know, the, the vertebrates certainly get, uh, we see kissing lesions all the time. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is if we go preventatively, the earlier we use it, the better off you're going to be with your pet. Well, Lubricin really can extend the longevity for your dog, and, and whether it's a pet or a show dog or an agility dog. Absolutely. It's certainly going to help their level of activity and improve their quality of life if they as they get older. Good stuff. And how fast are you seeing improvement with the oral use? Because you know a lot of times with the glucosamine products, it takes a month till we see a pet feeling better with this. Typically, within five to seven, and maybe maybe as long as ten days, we see you know improvement quite quite drastically. Yes. I appreciate you taking time to uh, tell us about it today, and I'm actually going to give some away right now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. If you're not lucky enough to get through, head on over to the website at lu. B-R-I-S-Y-N dot com. Lubricin dot com. And if you put in the code Animal Radio, you'll get 25% off your first order. You're listening to Animal Radio. The fourth annual Get Your Licks on Route 66 is a month-long pet adoption tour traveling down America's favorite highway the entire month of October. Stopping at animal shelters along the way to hold adoptions. Thanks to sponsors Ford, Pet Plan Pet Insurance, Animal Radio, Pet Finder, and Fido Friendly Magazine. This life-saving tour kicks off in Los Angeles October 6th and ends in Chicago November 2nd. Visit GetYourLicksOnRoute66.com to find out where the tour stops near you. You might just find your new forever friend. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets, as we do every week. XM Satellite Radio and 102 AM FM stations across the country. Also, your Animal Radio app. Remember, you can download that app free of charge and listen to Animal Radio at your pleasure. To my left, Dr. Debbie, back from vacation. You know it. Boss in costume today, as well as Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. (laughs) I, I guess I'm no, already. Th- yes, I'm tired of candy, man. I've been like bribing my staff, and it's I'm eating it all. <laughs> Let me tell you, when Doctor Debbie has a Halloween party, she really rolls it out. That was most excellent. We went to a party at her house one night, and we brought Ladybug. She just started sniffing Ladybug. At, that was after. That was after yep. she made us flip our lips. You know, you know what's uh, really, uh, really interesting. We, and I'd like to know where you get them, Deb. Is those cow manure candles you have in the uh, in the bathtub? Uh, Aren't those wonderful? <laughs> Uh, we're going to line four. We have Lindy on the phone. Hi, Lindy. Welcome to the show. Hi. You wanted to talk to Dr. Debbie? I do. She- I have a question about my seven-month-old Shih Tzu Poodle Mix. Okay. Awesome. He- hey, he I is, got one of those, um, too. Little boss man here is a little Shih Tzu Poodle boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's a cutie. Um, uh, he has uh, one testicle that has dropped, and the other one is stuck, I think, up mm. in his abdomen groin area. You can okay. feel it when you rub his stomach. And I was okay. wondering, he has not been neutered yet. He will be. But is this a problem right at the moment? 
Well, um, what you're describing is what we term as a cryptorchid male dog. So basically the testicles haven't made their path from the abdomen down to the scrotum. And there's two basic areas where they can get hung up. And I shouldn't say hung up because it's not like they're stuck there. It's just they fail to develop along that pathway. Um, one is inside the abdomen. And then the other is in the groin or what we call the inguinal area. So if you're feeling that and you can exactly kind of push on it, it and you can feel it rolling around, that's it, probably it an inguinal location. It's too much, but it is in that where his joint is there, the inguinal area, as you say. Okay. Um, Perfect. It is there, but it, it okay. doesn't move a whole lot. Okay. Well, that's great because that's actually the easier of the two to find. Um, so basically, this isn't anything that's an urgent problem right now, but we know it's not going to get better. And we know that with cryptorchid males, if we leave that there and we don't neuter, that can greatly increase the risk of testicular cancer. And in fact, it raises about 9 to 13 times when we have an wow. intact male that is cryptorchid. And it relates to the temperature of the testicle and the scrotum versus in the skin and, you know, all this stuff. You know, I, we love talking about cutting off testicles here at my office. So it always kind of makes the men a little squeamish. <laughs> but um, this is definitely a cryptorchid um, surgery is definitely important to do um, when you don't want him to reproduce, and two, we want to prevent these testicular problems and prostate problems. So um, he's certainly at an age now that if it's not gotten to where it's supposed to be, um, it would be appropriate to go ahead and proceed with uh, the castration at this point. Look how happy she is when she says that. <laughs> you know, it just the snipping is just, I don't know, it's one of those surgeries. You know, some people have their favorite surgeries, and I have to say, uh, I like castrations. You know, I don't know what it is about it. Um, but it, 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 maybe it's rewarding or bad boyfriend somewhere along the road. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'll put you on a couch for an hour and for the doctor. Sorry. Your knowledge and your input and your wisdom. Um, I was just concerned if it, if he had gotten any older or, you know, if it was, um, out there and, and, you know, not this year, but next year we don't get him neutered in and it would be developing a problem or it is for him or I didn't want him to be in any pain and. Why isn't he neutered? Well, we are over-the-road truck drivers, and we haven't been home since May, and he's just turned seven months. So while we've been gone, he's turned that magical six months. So. I gotcha. Now, I, I will say that, no, it's not going to be a jeopardy to his health to wait another six months to a year. But what you are going to be missing out on is some important timing to help prevent some of the sex-driven bad behaviors as far as right. marking, territoriality, um, those kind of things. So. A lot of dogs that aren't neutered at six months of age, many people will say, ah, he's fine, he's not doing anything, he's not creating problems. There's a magical time when we do start to see those behavioral problems come up. And it may be at one and a half years. Um, I see many dogs, two years of age is when, gosh, everything's bad. Uh, they're marking in the house, they're doing all the other things, and um, that really can be a problem. So it's better if we neuter before all those behaviors start to get set into the mind and into the body. Right, right, right. Um, be fully so, intent. Yeah. We're on our way home this week, finally, and I have a, a vet appointment for him all set up already. So I was just, I, not to get him, not the surgery that will come probably before, you know, Christmas time, that area, but um, just to get him into the, you know, the doctor for his rabies shot and to get checked out because they won't do it without having that first visit. 
Absolutely. Well, I want to make sure he's in good health right. and he's all up to date on his shots. So awesome. Well, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I well, thanks for your call, Lindy. And definitely you're doing the right thing by him. He may not want to hear you picking up that phone and going to the vet, but it's for his own good. So best wishes. Give him a pat on the head. That's all we have time for today. We want to thank you for joining us and we encourage you to head on over to our Facebook page at Animal Radio. We're giving away all kinds of good stuff this week. In fact, I think our social networking director has a brand new contest starting with a big prize package. Exciting Big stuff. bundle uh, over at Facebook at Animal Radio. Also, tweet us at Animal Radio, or you can download the Animal Radio app for iPhone or for Android. I'm sorry, I just checked out there for a second. <laughs> a You're day. tired. It's a long tired. day. <laughs> I want to thank Dr. Chip Taylor for joining us, telling us about the flight of the butterflies. Check out that at IMAX in 3D. Can you imagine 3D with all those butterflies flying around? It is around? a cool flick. I'll awesome. tell you that right now. Go check it out. Uh, Dr. Debbie, your book? Yorkshire Terriers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. Yes, and then I actually should be having my other uh, titles coming out as well. Miniature Schnauzers, Pugs, and Shih Tzus. Go check that out online right now. We'll put all the links over at AnimalRadio.com. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, thank you guys. Have a good weekend. Bye now. This is Animal Radio Network.